Okay, we are learning Daf Yud Gimel. We're starting right from the bottom of Yud Beis Amid Beis. Says the Gemara three lines from the bottom. So we're talking about all the different types of schach. So again, the basic qualifications for schach are that it has to grow from the ground and it cannot be susceptible to tumah. So foods, for example, are susceptible to tumah, and even though they, even though they grow from the ground, they're not good. So the Gemara says Amar Yudah Hani Shushi Ushavatsri. Shushushi and Shavatsri are different types of uh, plants that grow from the ground. So they're both not foods. They're both just plants, random herbs that grow. Should the shushi and the shavats, she says, there's no issue, there's no issue for it. And Rashi explains that what defines if signs of food, it depends if a human being would eat it. So even if animals would eat it, that's not called a food. And these shushi and shavats, since people don't eat it, they're not called food, so they're not makabal tomah. Abayam or Abay disagrees. Shushi misachin. If you use the shushi, it is good schach. But shavatri, if you're using the shavatri, lo misachin, it's no good. My time. Well, clearly, if people don't eat it, if people don't eat it, what's the issue? Says Abaye, keep on top of the Amaralev. The sarech rechayu is a very bad smell. Shavik v'nafak. He's just going to leave the sukkah. So, in other words, it's a rabbinic issue. In other words, the point is that if you're using something that smells really bad, then uh, we're concerned that you might leave. So, since we're concerned you might leave, so therefore we don't want uh, we don't want you to use it. But uh, this could all be where it's a smell, but you could live there. You could live there, just we're concerned that maybe you're going to end up leaving. But if you deal with such thing, with something which is such a bad smell that you can't live there at all, that might even be midaraisa and issue might not be at all. Continues the Gemara, similar case. These are little thorns. You use them for schach. Again, they grow from the ground. They're Use the hizmi, the hizmi, but not the higi. My time. I'll keep it. The tarpayu. There are little leaves that fall off from them. It's very annoying to be living in the sukkah when they're falling off. So therefore, you shouldn't ideally use them because since the, the the leaves are always constantly falling off, so it's a problem. You're not going to feel comfortable. It's going to be uh, annoying to be in the sukkah, and therefore we're concerned. And we say preferable not to use those for schach. Okay. What did we learn? We learned back in the Mishnah that there was exerim and Darabana not to use anything that's bundled together. The Yisoyed, we learned in Dafi Beis of being, using things that are bundled together is that it's exera for exerus Eitzer. Remember the Gemara said that typically when a person brings like a bundle of wood, he might just want it to dry out. So he puts it down, not Lashim Tzel, but he puts it down to dry out on top of a hut. And then he says, hey, Sukkot is coming, let me just use it, let me just use it for the Sukkot, which is no good because it's Tas of Laman So therefore, Midar they said, even if you put down the bundle of Lashim Tzel, it still is no good, you can't use it for a Sukkot. So now the Gemara is going to talk about different types of bundles, what exactly is also Midar and what is not. So the Gemara says, Samar Gilam Arav, Hani Afkusat the Dikla, these are the little shoots that grow off of a deckle tree, the palm tree, you could use them. So it seems like by all the way by the bottom, by the, by the base of the tree, there's these little shoots that are left that grow off, and they're, they're naturally kind of bundled together. Avogadda gidi. And they're bound together, meaning like that's just the way that they grow naturally. But it's still not a problem to use them. Why? Something that's naturally bound together, like literally by heaven, the heaven, whatever there is, 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 is heavenly bound together, is not considered to be a bundle. Avagav the other agudbu, and even if you then go ahead and bind them together later, igibachad loshmabed loshme eged, binding something around one thing is not called a, uh, is not considered a bundle. So what we're saying here, Rav is making two different points. First of all, the cluster of stalks that grow out the way that it is is not really considered to be a bundle of branches because since it's just naturally that way, it's not considered. It's not bechalal exerment darabanan. Exerment darabanan of using bundles. It's only if let's say you make a bundle, you wrap something around, you know, a bunch of pieces of wood. Or here, where it's just that way, bideshamayim. So it's not a problem. Chazal weren't gozer on such a thing. And even now, if a person is going to take all of them and lay them flat and, 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 and smooth them over and make and make a binds and bind it all together, so now you're going to say, okay, so you're coming along and you're doing it. But we say that if it's it, it, that here, really, what you have is just one single object. 
that's tight, that's bound already together, that's not a problem. In other words, as long as, long as you're not taking different items and binding them together, as long as you're just taking one single item which is naturally together, and now you're binding it tight, that's not called an egged. An egged is, by definition, that I take different entities, I take a few different entities and I bind them together. Whereas here, these dogs are all naturally growing together from the bottom of the day tree, and I'm just keeping it tight, that's not an issue whatsoever. So the fact that they're all resembling a bunch of stalks of growing together, that's not egged vishamam, that's not a problem. And now furthermore, if I want to keep it tight, so I go ahead and I tie a rope around it, that's also not an issue, because egged bechadosh me'egged, unless I'm combining different entities, it's not an issue, even if I just put them together and I tie them, that's not a problem. Continues the Gemara, Chitzar Ravina Bar Shila, Hani Dukri Dukani, the stalks from the Dukri Dukani. So this is a type of plant called cane, another type of plant you could use for the same issue, the stalks are bound together at the bottom, but it's not a problem, because again, even though they're, they're bound together, that's just natural that way, Eged, what is naturally bound together is not considered a bundle. And even if you're binding them together again yourself later, it's not a bundle, because you're just keeping it tight, since you're not bringing different items together, you're just taking what's naturally there and keeping it tight, then that's not an issue. It says the brides are like this as well, Tanya, it says like this in the brides of Kanim, you could use these, the, the Kanim, you can use um, endocranim, which are just, just different poles uh, that grow off the tree. So you can use like, like a wooden pole that comes off a tree and you could use these uh, the stuffs, the stalks from the cane thing because we're saying that they're, they're even though there are a bunch of them, but they're naturally tied together. But the Gemara doesn't like Kanim, Chita, of course you could use um, of course, you could use the condom. Why do we have to mention that? We're saying one big thing. If I have a bunch of different cane plants, a lot of different stalks going out for the cane plant, you could use it because, again, since it's just naturally tied together, then it's not an issue. It's not, it's not a zero. It's not a din of, uh, uh, of, of not to use an agate because, again, an agate is only if a person comes along and he brings together a bunch of different things and he ties them together. That's where Chazawa goes there. But anything that's just naturally tied together, that's the way it grows, then there's no issue whatsoever to use it. Okay, now the Gemara brings another halacha. Amar Chitzam Ravina Bar Shila Hanim Erisu Da Agma. Once we mentioned something here from Rav Chizan, the name of Ravina Bar Shila, so we mentioned another thing, even though it's not directly related to us, we're not talking about Tzachach at all. So we're talking about Mara. So, so the Torah says a person has to eat Mara. So the question is, what, what exactly is a Mara? So, so over here, we have something which is called Mara, but it's not just called Mara plain. It's not like anonymously called Mara. It's called the Mara of the Marsh. Marisa de Agma. So the question is, does that identify it as something else besides Mara? Because plain Mara, you would just call Mara. Here you're calling it the Mara of the Agam, the Mara of the Marsh. So by definition, if it has the accompanying name, that you don't just refer to it as a stam piece of Mara, but it's the Mara of the Marsh, then perhaps there's a concern that that means it's not a plain species of Mara. So Torah says you have to use Mara. If you're not just using Mara, if you're using the Mara of the Marsh, then perhaps that's an issue um, that, that you could not be used, it cannot be used for Pesach. So the Gemara is coming along and saying that no, even though it has this accompanying name, it's called Marisa de Agma, it's not called plain Mara, that doesn't disqualify it. And we're, we're looking to, it's a very interesting discussion here in the Gemara, we're looking towards language to like help us identify what something is. So we know what Torah says is Mara, but if it's called Mara de Agma, what we're trying to figure out is, does that make it by definition that it's not really Mara if it has a follow-up name? Or do we say no, it's got an accompanying name, it's got a follow-up name, but it's under the general species of Mara, just as a specific type. So the Gemara is saying it's not a problem, Marisa de Agma is a fine type of Mara, you could be into with that. Says the Gemara, is this true? Maybe so we have a kasha from the Mishnah. The Torah says, Azov. So what are we talking about? We're talking about, about hyssop. So there's a bunch of times that the Torah says you use hyssop. We have 
by, uh, by, by the paraduma, there's the using of the hyssop bundle into the waters. We have by a person, right, who was uh, to, to be matarium, if a person, if a person became Tommy Mace, you, you, you dip it in. We have the mitzora who's used, and we also have it back in Mitzrayim. You dip the hyssop bundle, and they put the blood on the door. So whenever the Torah says that you're supposed to use azov, a type of grass that's hyssop, so we say azov lo azov yavah, not, and not a type of azov that's referred to as azov yavah. So it's obviously a type of hyssop, but it's not the stam regular type. It's called the Greek type. So you can't use the Greek type. Well, those are not an azov, the, the blue type, which is referred to as um, Azov Kokhli, Veloiz of Bari, not the desert one, Veloiz of Romi, not the Roman one, Veloiz of Shishwa Levayer. Any Azov which has any accompanying name, you don't call it Stam Azov, but there's a name that goes together with it, which qualifies what type it is, it's no good. So, in other words, what we're saying here is not much the opposite of what we said by Mar. We said Mar Agma is not a problem because of the fact that. Um, because it's still under Mara, even though it's a, it has the qualifying name that goes together with it, but that doesn't mean it's not Mara. It's just a, it's an example. It's a type. It's Marisa the Agma. But here, what we're saying is, is that if the Torah says Azov, then it's, it can't include any any type that has these accompanying names with it. If it has an accompanying name, then we say that it's not Stam Azov. So what's the difference? By Mara, we're saying Mara the Agma is okay. But by the Azov, we're saying any type of Azov which has the follow up name together with it, then that shows that it's not the real thing. So what's the shot? What's going on? So Amr Abaye, this is the rule. If it had another type of name associated with it before the Torah was given. In other words, it was called all these things. Like that by the Azov, there were different types of Azov before the Torah was given around. Before the Torah was given, there were many different types of Azov. And we had all these different terms, the Greek Azov, the Roman Azov, so on and so forth. And then the Torah comes along and it's Makbi, the Torah says, you take Azov. So by the Torah being Makbi and saying to take a Stam piece of Azov, and the Torah is not saying, these other types of Azov, which have the shame Levai, be a Duh Levai, then you know that if it has another accompanying name, then it apostles it up. Because if the Torah wanted to include anything which had the follow-up name, then it would have specified. If all these names existed, and yet the Torah did not include them, the Torah just said, take this, this specific one without the follow-up names, then we know that the follow-up names actually create a problem. However, the Marsh Mara, it wasn't, the name wasn't like that. The name simply didn't exist. It's something which came along later in history. At the time the Torah was given, what we call the Marsh Mara was just called Mara. So you can't tell from the Lushan of the Torah, if the Torah says, take Mara, you can't say it's the exclusion of Marsh Mara because the Marsh Mara wasn't, wasn't called, it wasn't called the Marsh Mara at the time the Torah was given. So we're saying it's taka true that these names make a big difference, but it has to be that the other name, the modifying name, this other company name that it had, was there at the time the Torah was given. If it was there at the time that the Torah was given, and the Torah did not give that as an example, the Torah did not say you could take the one with the modifying name. The Torah just said take the Stam one, then you know that the one with the additional name is not considered the same species and it's no good. But if the name simply didn't exist at the time the Torah was given, and then later on it comes along and it's used, like Marisa the Agma, the Mara of the Swamp, which wasn't, it didn't exist, that name was not around at the time the Torah was given, it only came about at a later point. So then we can't say from the fact that the Torah says Mara, then it's to the exclusion of Marisa the Agma. So therefore it ends up not being an issue. So it's, it, we end up Taka saying a rule that if the Torah if the name, the other name was around at the time the Torah was given, and the Torah did not use the species with the accompanying name, it just said Stam, then you know it's the exclusion of the one that has the, the, the second name. But if the name wasn't around, then you don't know it's the exclusion, and you can assume it's good. Rav Amr, Rav gives another answer. The fact that we call it the Mara by the swamp, it's not, it's not describing a different type. It really just is regular Mara. The only reason why calls it the Mara of the Mara is just saying that's where you find it. So meaning now we're saying another variable. 
if, if, if the species is exactly really the same and it's just saying a question of where you find it, if it's just saying a question of where you find it, then there's no way that a shame levai is going to create an issue. A shame levai is only an issue on some level when, when, it, when it represents a change, a variation in what the species is. If it's a variation in the species, then the fact that it has a follow-up name, it has a second name, then you know that it's really something else. But if, if it's something else, but if it doesn't, if there's nothing different about it, it's just saying like Barisa de Agma, like, oh, you'll find it by the marsh, so then you don't really have an issue whatsoever. It doesn't mean that it's anything different. So, so even if the name, let's say, was around at the time of the Torah, and the Torah didn't include it, if it would have been Barisa de Agma, it's not a problem, because it's exactly the same exact thing as Mar. Okay, a little sugi there, just because it was the same thing, the same name, but it really had nothing to do, nothing to do with schach. It was just a general question where the Torah specifies an item, what happens if it has a second follow-up name as well? And uh, we came up with the two variables, either it depends if there's a variation in the species or if the name was around at the time the Torah was given and still it wasn't included. So now we go back to what we're learning about, what's a bundle? Again, anything that has a bundle, we're saying is, is, is if you bundle together, you can't use it for schach. But uh, as we said, anything that's naturally bound is not a problem. And we said that if I bind one entity together around itself, it's not an issue. It's only when you take different species. We said if I bind around one object to itself, it's not called a bundle. Like for Schach or Agudas Ezov, Ezov also has to be to a few things bundled together. So by Ezov as well, if you just take one thing and you bundle it around itself, it's not, a, it's not, called, an Ezov, it's not called a bundle. Shalosh, if I take three different things and I bind them together, Shmei that is called a bundle. Shnayim, let's say I only have two. Let's say I'm binding two things together. Is that called, is that a fulfillment? Is that a kiyim din of what's called a bundle? So we say machlokas rabiyosi rabbanon. The reality is it's machlokas tanom. Where do we see this? Machlokas tanom. If I take two things together and I bind it, it says in the Mishnah Mitzvah, Ezo, Shosha Kachi, and the Mitzvah is Ezo. So we're talking about again by Paraduma. I'm supposed to take three different Klachin. So the Klachin here is the full plant uh, that, that, that grows in the ground. I should take three of them. And there should be, on each of them, from all of them, there should be three Gvolin, three stems. So I have to take these three plants, and each one has a stem, and I bind them together. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Mitzvah is Ezo, Shosha Gvolin. Rabbi Yossi says the Mitzvah of the Ezo is three stems. Like you said, the mitzvah is three. It sounds like he agrees. Shiar is nine, but the remainders is two. Meaning, once I bind three, if let's say one of the stems fall out, it's still good, even though now there's only two stems. Once it became a kasher aguda, even if one stem falls out, everything's fine. The gardum of koshu, and if it's if if if, if most of the shear and all the, it falls away, and all that's left is the stub, it's still good. Meaning, the stems are very soft. It's very easy for them to break after I sprinkle a few times. So we're saying the remains, the gardumim, the stubs that remain are good for a future sprinkling, no matter what size they are, as long as the other two stems are, are still around, so it's still considered a bundle. So it's an interesting thing. Once you make the bundle, even if one stem falls off, it's good. And even if one of the size, uh, the size of, of, of them go, but it's still good as long as it, the stubs uh, still remain there at the end. Okay. So one, so, so fine. So that was a little bit of a tangent. But what does that have to do with us? Where do we see a machlokes if I if I if I uh, wrap two things together? If it's called a bundle. So now we explain. We think as follows. He was saying that if I wrap three together and then two remain, he said it's good. So if two remain, it's good. It must be It must be that the even if I just put two to begin with, it's also as good because. If we're saying one, fall, one stem falls off, it's still good because two remain, then presumably it must mean 
that Bidiavid two is good. So if I just made two to begin with, that's fine. The only Rabbi Yossi was saying that to take three is just a lechatchila. So meaning Rabbi Yossi is basically saying, take three ideally, but if you don't take three and only you only take two, it's still fine. All right, even if two remain, it's still good. So now on that, we make an inference. Rabbi Yossi was saying that the three stems is only a mitzvah. So then what, what, what's the dispute? Meaning the Rabbanon said take three. And now Rabbi Yossi is saying take three, but if two remain, it's good. So we're understanding that Rabbi Yossi means it's only ideal to take three, but if two remain, it's fine. Because B'diyavid, you just, just wrapping two is good. So Rabbi Yossi holds that three is only ideal, but B'diyavid two is fine. The Rabbanon shloshu So it must be that the machlokas, what's going on here, is that the Rabbanon hold that the three is essential, and if I don't put three, it's ma'akev. So it's ma'achlekes. Rabbanon old, if I don't take three, it's ma'akev. Rabbi Yossi is saying, no, two remain, it's good. Meaning that even if I just put two, everything's okay, but the Yavid. So it's ma'achlekes. Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbanon, if you wrap two species together, is that called a bundle? Again, so that will be relevant to the halacha of schach. If I take two different species and wrap them together, and it will be relevant as well in the halacha of agudas ezov. The Mar asks, is that true? Fatanya says in a price of Rabbi Yosef, Omer Ezef, the Ezef bundle, is with two, Ushiara of Echad. If either if I took two, or if the remaining one is only one, meaning it lost two out of the three originally, a puzzle, it's no good. So if either you start off with only two stems, it's no good, or you lose two out of the three stems, it's both no good. If ain't no kashrish, you lost no shlosha, time. The only way it could be kashrish is if you start off with three, and the remainder is at least two. So meaning, you need to start off with three, and you could lose one. But if you don't start off with three, or if you lose two, then it's no good. So here we see that Rabbi Yossi holds that the three stems are essential, are ma'akiv. What did we just try to say before? We just tried to say before that according to Rabbi Yossi, if he's saying that but the Eved two could remain, it means, it means that if you only put in two, but the Eved is good. Now we see not that way. It sounds like Rabbi Yossi is saying you have to put in three to start off. It's only good but the Eved after you put in three if another one falls off. So the Gemara concedes this point. Eibah, you have to change the way we were assuming. Really, Rabbi Yossi old putting in three initially is totally ma'akev, and it's only if one then subsequently falls out that it's okay. The Rabbi Yossi shlosha ma'akev. To make a bundle of Eizov, you have to put in three initially. So then it must be the opposite, that the Rabbanu shlosha the mitzvah, the Rabbanu were saying when they said three, they only meant that ideally you should have three. But fit the Yaved, if you only have two, it's okay. Comes along Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi saying, no, 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 Three is absolutely ma'akev. If you don't put in three to begin with, it's no good. But if I put in three, and then I have two, uh, because one fell off, then one, the fact that one stem fell off could still be okay. And the Gemara tries to prove, in fact, that this is, the, the, in fact, the correct case, that the Rabbanon hold three is ma'akev to put in, and Rabbi Yossi is the one who is saying that it's only, uh, I'm sorry, that Rabbi Yossi holds ma'a, it's three to put in ma'akev, and the Rabbanon are saying that it's only ideal to put in three. And the Gemara proves this, because Bahatanya it says in a bright so if I have an Ezel bundle, it was, it was originally dust on with two stamps, Ushiyar of Echad, or that I put in three, but the mice, I only have one stem at the end, meaning two fell off, kosher. It says it's still good. The anal puzzle actually also whichever achad. It's only no good if I only made one with one in the beginning and one only remains. Meaning, if I only start with one stem, it's no good. Or if one stem remains from the larger bundle, it's no good. Now, obviously, it's like an internal contradiction here from one line of the bride's to the next. The Gemara points that out right away. Shi'ar of Echad Pasol doesn't mean that if one remains, it's no good. Ha'amrit, what did you say? Shi'ar of Echad Kasher, that even if one just one remains, it is good. So meaning the bride's, what is the bride's saying here? It says, if I start with two or I end up with just one, it's good unless, and it's no good if, it, uh, if, it, if it's formed or remains with only one. So we have a stira. What is the halacha? If I, start, if I end up with just one, if it falls out and only one is remaining, is it good or is it not good? It's a contradiction from one line of the bride's to the next. So top of the Ahmed it is not possible, meaning it is still kosher, unless 
um, it, 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 it contains at the end the same that it is for the, for, that it is for the remain, that it is for the remains one stem. In other words, what's really going on is if I made a bundle out of the amount that would be good for remains, then it is not good. The price is saying a very fancy way. To remain, it's not good if it's only one. But if I made the bundle out of the amount that's good if it just remains, meaning if I made it out of one stem, then it is no good. So basically what we're saying is this Tana agrees that you need more to start off than it is to remain. So therefore to remain, it's good with one stem. And the Bryson was saying is that if you start off with the amount that it takes to have a remain, meaning if I start off with one, with one, then it's no good. So basically, the way we read the price is like this. If you either you have an azo bundle with two stems, you start off with two, that is good. Or if you start off with two and you end up with just one, that is also good. But the only problem would be if you start off with an amount of the remains, meaning you start off with one, that is no good. So this price is clearly saying starting off with two is fine. And, it, and it, it's not ma'akev to have three. So, so this can't be Rabiosi. Rabiosi was saying before, what did we come out? That it's ma'akev to have three. So clearly it must be the opinion of the Rabbanon. And the Brysa is saying that if I just have two stems, it's good. I, the Rabbanon before in the previous Brysa said you need three stems. It must be like we said, three is only l'chatchila. But, but, but the evidence, if I only have two, it's okay. So what are we coming out? We're coming out that when the Torah says a bundle, like by or what we're saying here in application of schach. So what are we saying? We're saying that how much is a bundle? So everybody agrees that ideally you should have three. But if I have two, is two called a bundle? So we're saying according to Rabbi Yossi, it's not. According to Rabbi Yossi, it's ma'akev to have three different things tied together. But according to the Rabbanon, if even a bit the evidence, if I just have two tied together, that would still be considered to be a bundle. Okay. Continues the Gemara. Darsh Meremer. Haini. Isusa de Sura, the bundles of Sura, Mesachimem, you could use them. In other words, even though we're saying bundles are no good, Xeris Otzer, but the bundles of Sura are fine. Avokavda Ogden, even though they are bound and they're bound by human hands. So everything seems like a problem, but we're still saying it's okay. Why? You only do it to get the number that is being sold, meaning they're not stored in bundles. The point was they used to have like a set amount that it was sold by. So therefore they would wrap them just to get a bundle. But once you bring it home, it was very normal to untie them before they were dried. So the whole problem is, again, that you're going to take a bundle because that's the way that they're normally stored when you're drying out, when you're drying them out. And then you might switch your mind and decide to use it for sukkah. So we don't want that to happen. So over here, we're saying that the sewer ones are okay because they only are bound initially in order just to fix the number of pieces that are there, but they're not usually stored that way. So therefore, we didn't make a xeris oser on the bundles of sewer that the merchants tie together. Another case, the huts that are made out of made out of the willow branches. So what's going on? They used to have these little huts where the, the people who were hunting for birds would stay when they were waiting for the birds. And they had a long, tall aravos that were all made like a gazebo, like standing up on top. And they would have a tie on the top um, that would bind them all together. And then on the bottom, there was like a rope which bound them so that they would, uh, they would stay. So they would like t- intertwine them together. There would be a rope on the bottom and then one tie on the top as well. So it seems like a, it, it's a, it definitely the way it is. It's a problem of a bundle because they're tied very well on the top. For Abba is saying, as long as you untie the top knot, and it's good. The top knot is taka or making a real bundle. But as long as you untie the top one, it's not a problem. So the Gemara says, why not? They're still bound on the bottom. They're still braided together, and then there's a bound by a rope on the bottom. 
You're right. You're talking about a case where you undid the knot of the rope. So, 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 and then what's the chiddush b'chalal? The chiddush is that even though they're still braided together, I mean, you braid it together and then you keep the braid together with a rope. So we're saying that if you undid the rope and even though they're still braided together, that's not considered to be a bundle and everything's okay. But in a chanam, you got to undo the bottom as well. Says the Gemara, another solution. You know what? You could answer even if you didn't undo the knot on the bottom. Why would it still be good? Because a kol eged any bundle which isn't made in a way to be carried that way lo eged. It's not considered an eged, meaning only a type of binding that you usually carried in the binding possibles it for schach. Because again, the whole thing was exeris otzer that if you if somebody's going to come with all the bundle of wood and j- that's made to dry out that way and just put it on top. But with this wellow branch hut situation, once the top binding is removed, even though I still have the rope on the bottom, it wouldn't be enough to like carry it that way. So since it wouldn't be enough to actually carry it that way, even though technically, yes, it is bound together, but since it's not the way that it can be transported easily that way, so it doesn't have the xera of a bundle. Xera of a bundle is only something which is like the prototype where Chazawar goes there in a case where somebody might go ahead and put it up on the top of their hut to dry out that way. All right, continues the Gemara, talking about more materials for Schach. The types of vegetables that Chazal say you could use for marar on Pesach. So the Mishnah Psachim gives different types of species that are good to use as marar. So, so the, what is the characteristic that they all have? They're very thin leaves that easily dry out. I mean, they're very flimsy. So, so because of that, all those types of vegetables may be in Esatumah. So they could be navy as a tumas. So what do we mean here? So, so the halach is when you have a tumas mace that's under an ol, so anything that's under the same roof becomes tame, even though it's not directly touching. So again, if you have a kazayas when a mace under the same ol, or something else, then the other item will be tame as well. So even though Rabbah is saying a big chiddush, the vegetable leaves are very flimsy. So somebody could say that they're not going to be a real ol. Rabbah is saying as long as lamaisa now they're fresh and moist, and there's enough, they're substantial. They could form an ol, they could be a roof. So if they have the shear, they're a tefach square, and it's, and it's hanging over a kazayas of mace and something else. So that's something else would become tummy because it's under the same OL as, um, as the dead body. Even though the OL is formed by these flimsy leaves, we're saying the mice as is, they're still considered moist and fresh enough, and fresh enough to form a, uh, an, an OL. So they're maybe a satoma, they'll bring tumma from one end to the other end. However, they can't be a barrier against tumma. Meaning, let's say I have an OL, so the tumma is, is contained in the OL. Everything in the OL is tummy, but it's contained. The thing that's on top of the OL would be, there's a, is, the OL is a barrier, it's not tummy. But here, with these flimsy leaves, since they're flimsy, we're saying a chumrah that they don't make a barrier that the tumah doesn't rise, meaning it doesn't keep it contained in the oil. So obviously it's a bit of a paradox. We're saying it is an oil that it spreads the tumah, but on the other hand, it's not a barrier. It doesn't function with the din of oil as a barrier of tumah that something on top of the oil does not, is not makabal the tumah. And the idea is that since lamaisa, it is a very flimsy thing, so it doesn't qualify as a real barrier to, pre- to, to prevent the spread of the tumah. And the idea is that, that since it's just a flimsy thing, so, so we're going to see that it's going to just break apart. So therefore, we're machmer. And we say that the tumah spreads and it doesn't have the capacity of the tumah to be a barrier in front of the tumah. Another halacha, if you use them as chach, they passel as if it's open air. So the halacha we're going to learn later on in the first parak is that avir, if you have space in a sukkah, so it passels if there's airspace of three tvachim. But if you have passel schach, invalid schach, so it passels only if there's four tvachim. So the question is, if you would put this stuff up here, 
What is it? Is it a vegetable, which is pasul schach because it's makabal tumah, and therefore the shear should be dalatachim? Or do we say that since it's so flimsy and it's going to just dry up and it's not really going to be stay around, so therefore we treat it now like it's just airspace? And we're saying yes, the latter way, that we treat it like mermachir, like it's just airspace, and therefore pasul's up with, with, with only three tachim. And my time, since they're going to dry up and just crumble and fall apart, and they're not going to be in oil anymore, command the less nihudami, it's as if they're not here even before they dry up. But tremendous humrah that if I'm using these leaves since they're going to wither and just fall apart so we say even already now it's considered as if they don't exist and therefore and therefore you cannot use them um, you cannot use the, and if not only can you not use them for schaf but if you do put them up it doesn't have the shear of dalat tfachim for schaf puzzle rather is a shear of three tfachim like airspace okay continues the Gemara someone who's harvesting grapes here and he's obviously in the grapes because he's going to squeeze them. So there's no din of yados. So what's the din of yados, first of all? First of all, the halacha of yados is that if you have tumas ochlan, the tumah of food, so is it only the food itself that can become tumas? We say no. Anything that handles the food, like let's say a stem, could also become tame, even though it's technically not part of the food. This comes from Xeris Akasov. The Gemara and Chulun learns off that yados of tumah could also be tame. So when the stem is detached, it's not food in and of itself. So it's not a kli, it's not a food, it's not makabal tumah. But when it's attached and you have the stem attached to the grape, since it's the thing which you hold the grape by, therefore, as a din of yad the tumah, and, and if let's say something touches it, it can be makabal tumah as well from the stem. The stem is basically treated like almost like an extension of the grape. But what we're saying here is that somebody's harvesting the grapes because he's going to squeeze them in the wine press, then it doesn't, din ha- doesn't have the din of a handle. Why is that? Because over here in our case, the person doesn't want the stems because you're trying to make wine and it's going to detract from the quality of the wine if you have the stems. So since it's not desired to be there, it's not good we don't want it with the food it's not desired at all so therefore we don't want it and therefore we say it doesn't have the din of yados yados is only when it's beneficial it's to the benefit of the, of the person holding the thing that we say that therefore it functions as a din of yados and it's an extension of the food item and even though the stem itself was in an ocho but it's a yados for ochle but over here we say that it doesn't have the halacha of yados because um because because it's not beneficial since you're being bowed to them for the for the for it to be to be pressed in the wine press and you don't want the stems. Says the Gemara similar We'll see how this is relevant to us. Here, somebody's cutting grain to use it for schach. So remember, food is not good for schach in makabel tumah. But the the things that aren't food items that grow together are there together with the food are good. So let's say somebody's cutting grain. Doesn't have the din of yados for tumah. So here, let's say you have straw. The straw is the lower part of the stalk and it's not makabel tumah. So we don't say it has a din of yados that it's makabal tumah for the grain kernels. Why? So normally you want the straw to go with the kernel, so it would be a yados. And we say just as just as the kernel is a food, so too the, the whole stalk matziv is also part of the attachment for the food. But here, since over here the edible kernels we don't really want for schach, right? Because they're not going to be valid schach. So therefore, even if um, so therefore when you when you're harvesting. For the purpose of using it for schach, you don't really want the food item. The food item actually is going to just cause more problems. So therefore, it doesn't have a din of yad, and it won't be makabal tumah, and it will be good. And we're going to see in a second that what happens if I take a straw, a whole stalk, and there's some straw and there's some kernel. So I go like after majority. Like if the majority is food, then it's no good. If the majority is 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 the is the non-edible part, then it is good for schach. So the point that we're saying is is that there's no din of yadus. Don't look at the straw as an extension of the kernel. Normally, when you want the kernel, so you say that the straw is an extension of the kernel, and since the kernel is a food. Food, so the straw is a food as well, and not only is the kernel makabal tumah, but the straw also is. But that's all when I want it for the food. But in the case where somebody's harvesting for the purpose of using it for schach, then we don't say something like that. When you're using it for the purpose of schach, then we say 
then we say that only the uh, only the, the the part that's actually going to be used for for food is is, is considered makabel toma, but the part that's just the yad for it doesn't have an extension of the food. The opposite, you don't want the straw uh, to be an extension of the food. You want to use it for schach. You don't want something item that's makabel toma, and therefore there's no din of yadas. So the Gemara, we said two things. Boats are lagas. Someone harvesting the grapes for the, to squeeze by the wine press. The stems are not have a din of yados. And the second case was, if somebody cutting the green tea for the purpose of giving it doesn't have the din of yados. So the Gemara speaks out. Mandam or Kaiser Menashe, who was speaking about the case of cutting the grain. Koshikin Botzer. He would say all the more certain by the harvesting grapes. You clearly don't want the stems there to mess up his wine. Mandam or Botzer, Shein Lo Yados, Rabbi Abba, who only spoke about the case of the grapes. There it doesn't have yados because you really don't want it for the wine. But in the case where you cut the grain for the schach, it does have it in a bundle. And there you desire it to cover the sukkah with the kernels as well so that you don't want them to scatter. Meaning, you're right that the kernels themselves are not good for schach. We don't want it. But there is benefit you get from them being attached because it prevents the the the, the, the straw from scattering and, and being wasted. So in other words, since it is providing a benefit, uh, it, so you do want them attached. So you, since you do want them attached, so it does have a den of yadas. By the stems, where you literally don't want the stem attached to the grape. So there we say that the stem doesn't function as a yad for the grape and it's not, not makabotoma since itself is not a fruit. But in our case, it's not really true that you want the straw and the kernel to totally separate because you want the weight of the kernel to help that the, the straw won't scatter. So therefore, it does have a den of yadas despite the fact that you're using it for schach not for the food item, but the straw does, in fact, have a halacha of yados that it is going to be an extension of the food. So now the Gemara says, let's look at this. Name of the Ramanash, let's say this really is Machlokas Tanam. The Tanya says in a Let's say if a person has a fig branch and there are figs on the branch. So the fig branches are not Makabotoma, but the figs are. Or if you have vines and there are grapes on them. Kashim and Shibalim, or if you have straws and there's ears of grain growing on the, uh, growing on the on the straw, or you have different parts of palm trees and there are dates on them. So could you use these for schach or not? In all these cases, you have, everything's growing from the ground, but some parts are food, some parts are not. So is it good for schach or not? So we say kulam in all these cases. If the waste part, meaning the non-edible part, is more than the food part, so share it's good schach, because overall it's not makabal tumah. If not, then it's no good. You go after the majority. It's not good unless the straw, the branches, the vines, and all these things are more than not only the food, but also the food together with the handle of the food. Meaning the part that's closest to the food is called the handles, that, the part that you hold the food with. So we're saying you need the branch to be so much more. It has to be a majority, not over the food only, but over the food and the part that's right on the food, the part that holds the food itself. So the Tanakama was only cheshbening the food itself. He wasn't cheshbening the holder of the food. Whereas here we see that the Achirim are cheshbening not only the food, but the holders of the food as well. So what's the issue? My It must be that they're arguing about the following issue. The Achirim hold that the, that the stuff, there's a din of yados. Even though you're cutting it for schach, it has the din of yados for tumah, so therefore the handles are makabal tumah as well. There's no din of yados for the schach. They're not considered handles for the, for, 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 for the tumah. Um, because you're cutting it for schach. So in other words, the issue of what we're saying is that it's the issue that we said is generally we say the thing that holds food, the yados, the handle, the food is of the food itself because this is the way you hold the food. But here where you're cutting it for schach and you're not using it to eat but using it for schach, you don't really want the, it to be the handle of food. You don't want the food. The chashivas isn't the food because you want to use it for schach. So one opinion holds like that and one opinion doesn't hold like that. So when we're chashmining now, if you've got 
the whole straw, the whole thing together, and there are some ears here. So, so, so we want to know if you could use it for schas. One opinion is going to say the majority over just the food, and one is going to opinion is going to say the majority over the food and its handle, because they're arguing in the scenario like this, where you're cutting, where you're cutting it to use for schach, whether or not there's a din of yados. And says, according to Rababa, we have to say it's machlokas tanam. Rababa was saying only grapes that are harvested for pressing don't have a din of yados, but the grain that's covered schach does have yados. He has to say he's going like the achir. He said in the case of the green cup for schach, it doesn't have the din of yadus. So Pashas, it looks like he's only going to like the Tanakama. So the Gemara explains, In a case where somebody initially, at the time that they harvested, they were had in mind, they were only going to use it for schach. Everybody agreed it doesn't have a din of yadus. Because since your intention at the time that you harvested was to use it for schach, not for the food, it doesn't have a din of yadus because you're not trying to use it in a way where you want the significance of the food. Here, what are we dealing with? The case is, when you cut it, you originally had in mind that you were going to use it. So to eat, since you had in mind that you were going to use it to eat, so therefore it did have a chashivas of yados. The part that was right around the food had a chashivas of the handle because you were going to use it to eat. But what happened was subsequently, you changed your mind. You decided to use it for schach. In that case, Tarakama is saying it doesn't have a din of yados because now you switch your mind for schach. Since now you switch your mind for schach, it doesn't have the chashivas of holding the food because you don't want the food because of schach. Whereas Achirim are saying it does have din of yados because since at the time that you harvested, it goes after the time you harvested, it was already makabal toma at that point because you were going to use it at the time you caught it, you were going to use it for food. So therefore, even though you switch your mind, it's kind of it's not going to switch a couple of But if at the time when you cut it, you were going to use it for schach, everybody would agree that it doesn't have the din of yados. But the Gemara challenges this because in the the case was that originally when you cut it, you had a mind you were going to eat. My time I Why would the Tanakama say it doesn't have the din of yados? Clearly, since at the time that you cut it. You had in mind to eat, and it was chal the din of yodas was makabel tumah. It's not going to lose the kabbal of tumah just because subsequently you switch your mind. Switching your mind, a mental switch, isn't enough. Is not enough to remove the susceptibility to tumah because the gemara brings out chitim because I rabbanon. Even if you're going to try to make the argument that the rabbanon say kimin the nimlachal in that once you switch your mind for schach batlu mashavto, so your original thought is batl. Meaning we don't care what you originally thought. We go after your thought now. You're going to use it for schach, and therefore there's no significance to the handles. But we could say it's not true. Mi batlu is it true? Once something is susceptible to tumma, does it lose its tumma just because you change your mind with something? We see it's not the way about Tanan. It says in the mission in Kalim, Kalim, top of the Amaral, it could be how the din of susceptibility to tumma with Mahshava, meaning let's say you're finishing to make a Kli. So a Kli is only Makabal Tumma when you're done making it. Let's say I haven't been finished making it, but I say, you know what, I'm just going to use it the way it is. And the way it is now, I'm going to use it. So it has its functionality. It's how the din of tumma the way it is because this is the way you're planning on using it. So to get Susceptibility to tumah, it's chal even just with a thought. Vein olin mi tumasan, but they lose susceptibility to tumah. You don't lose it elabishinu ma'isa unless a ma'isa actually switches something. You have to have a physical change. So, for example, like this example that Rashi uses, let's say you're tanning a piece of leather, you plan on using it for a tabletop, so it's considered to be uh, a kli as soon as the tanning was done, and then you say, you know what? Even though now it has kabbalas, you say, you know, let me switch when I'm going to use it. I'm going to turn it into a shoe. We're going to use the turn of the letter into a shoe. We don't say that as soon as you make that decision, it loses the tumma. Until you actually change it, it still has the tumma. And why is that? A physical act could change the effect of something that was an act or a thought. But machshava, something that was only a thought, a thought cannot change something 
that was there with a maisa or a machshava. So if a thought doesn't have something that a machshava is not strong enough to remove the susceptibility to tumah. So now let's go back to what we were saying. We were saying that the case was that at the time that you harvested it, you were planning on using it for food. Since you were planning on using it for food, so therefore the yados were chashev, the holders of the kernels were chashev and they were makabal tumah. What happened? Then you switch your mind. You switch your mind and you said, no, I'm going to use it for schach. So now it no longer has the chashivas of being the handles for food items. So you're thinking at that time that through this, the change of heart, it should lose the chashivas of being a handle. What the Gemara is saying is that we can't do that. We cannot say such a thing. We cannot say that a thought should switch its susceptibility of tumah that was already chal. So let's stop here for today, but we're really holding in the middle of a problem because we're trying to figure out, we said before that if somebody cuts for uh, harvest and, and, for, and having in mind for schach. So we said that it doesn't have the din of yados, one opinion said it doesn't have the din of yados because you plan on using it for schach, not for the food. So therefore you don't want the chashivus of the handle of the food. The food had the opposite, it's a problem, it's makabal But now we're seeing here that it seems like it's a machlokas anom because in the case where you have the branches with the food, one it's machlokas anom, one opinion is saying that it has uh, the kabbal, that, that, that has to be more than just the food and the other opinion is saying, no, it has to be more than the food and the yados for the food. So it seems to be it's machlokas anam. We tried saying that it was a whole fancy case that you did it for the food and then you switch your mind, but the Gemara is saying that's not a good solution. So it seems like we're backstock to say that it's machlokas anam and we'll pick up for this more tomorrow.